Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Hey, we have a delightful young lady to talk to us today. She's had a wonderful life experience and a not-so-wonderful life experience. She's had it all. She's uh, was a talker, then she wasn't a talker. And then uh, she, when she talked, she said uh, really um, uh, mean things to people, and then she figured that part out. And she's been a teacher. She's a coach. She's a storyteller. She's a remarkable individual. Her name is Ms. V. And Ms. V, how are you today? It's so great to have you back on the show. I am great. I had such a great time the last time. I'm like, let me circle back and come back <laughs> on the show again, because I am sure there's some more in me that I need to get out into the world. So I am here and I am ready to share. And we are ready to receive. Uh, because you are an, a, in, in, you really are an incredible uh, person, but you knew that you even when you were six years old, and that that man that was uh, your father that was uh, must have appeared to you to be uh, big as a mountain was yelling at you. Um, you you still you still deep down, I think you knew who you were, didn't you? I, I can't say that because. I, I'm, I'm to be 100, I cannot say that. And the reason why I say that is this, I'll, I'm a storyteller, so I'm always sharing stories. When I was about 20 years old or something, and like, if you heard my story the last time, you know that I, I, I'm an introvert and I didn't talk for 18 years. And so I was at my auntie's house one day and my auntie was blind. And I used to go and visit her on the um, weekends and I would take her shopping and I would do things for her. I would do her hair and her nails and all that. And um, some Sundays she wanted to go to church, but she always wanted to go to church in North Carolina. That is not the state that I live in, but <laughs> we would get up early and she would and I would take her in this particular um, weekend, I had taken her shopping and we found this shirt, this beautiful dress for her and some shoes and she was feeling herself. Well, while we were in the store, I found this hat that I, um, and it was beautiful, it had fur around, it was a white hat, it had fur around, it was a beautiful hat. I was so excited. And then she said, I want to go to church and wear my dress. I was like, great, I can wear my hat. The next morning I got up and my hair was not agreeing <laughs> with me. So I decided, hey, <laughs> I'm going to wear this hat and I'm I'm just going to wear it. And luckily it was winter time. So we go, well, before we go, I come down the hall and my uncle says to me, he said, oh my God, you look so pretty in that hat. And the first thing I did, I was like, well, no, I said, I just wore it because my hair didn't act right. So fast forward, we go to church and people are commenting me about the hat. They're talking about my auntie and how pretty she looks. But everybody was like, oh my God, you look so pretty in that hat. You look so pretty in that hat. And every time they said something to me, I would point out something negative about myself. I did not realize that I was doing this. We get back home and my auntie's in the den and she's sitting down and I'm, you know, 
taking everything out of the car, getting everything situation situated. Because when I wherever I got her, wherever we went somewhere, I always got her in the house or wherever it is situated. Because like I said, she was blind. So she was in there and I'm coming down the hall and putting stuff down. And she said, baby, come here, come sit down. And I sat down and she said, I want to talk to you about something. What do you mean? I mean, what? And um, she said, do you realize today, every time someone gave you a compliment, you told them something negative about yourself. Even when your uncle told you this morning that you looked nice in your hat, the first thing you said to him was that something was wrong with your hair. She said, you do that all the time. And you really need to work on that. And my mind is blown because my auntie is blind. I'm like, how does she know this? But her her senses are so heightened that she paid attention to everything. And I said to her, I said, I will. I said, I didn't know that I, I did that. And she said, you do it all the time. And today was the last day that I was going to allow you to get away with doing it without me saying anything. So I promised her that I would. Two days later, I had a conversation with my best friend. And she was she was complimenting me on something that I did. And I went back to, I reverted and I said something negative. And she said, that's it. I am just sick of you. I'm sick of you. <laughs> she said, every time somebody gives you a compliment, you always tell somebody something negative about yourself. She said, let me tell you this. From this day forward, when anybody ever compliments you, I want you to just say thank you. Even if you don't agree, you better not say anything negative about yourself. <laughs> just say thank you. And like I did, did not realize that that's how low or no self-esteem that I had because literally I could not take a compliment because I felt so bad and so selfless about myself. But when I got became a Christian and got my voice back and went through the trauma of, you know, but turning into a bully and all that, I finally can say, you know, I look in the mirror, girl, you are so pretty. Your hair is snatched today. You are just so pretty. I can say it now, but I couldn't do that back then. It took me a long time to get to that point where I can receive compliments and give myself compliments. I want to thank you for telling that story. And the reason is that, and I, I know you know this because you you've been out and you've talked to a lot of people. Almost everybody does the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, I, I have a friend that uh, uh, years ago she when you gave her a compliment, she would blush and she would say, and she would say, no, that I'm not, you know, all that. And mm -hmm. and now what she does is she says, thank you. I'll, I receive that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She takes it in the manner to which it's offered, which is genuine. I think you're really pretty today, or you've got a great sense of humor, or your energy is amazing, or your smile's terrific. And normally, what we say is, Yeah, you say that to everybody. And I'm not, mm -hmm. and I'm a little chunky and, and yada, 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 and all that stuff. Rather than, I receive that and thank you. Um, and it would change. It has changed her life. Quite literally, it's changed her life. Uh, when yeah, she, she started it, it doing is. that, it is amazing because it's changed my life. You know, I I finally I could look in the mirror 
and say something nice and positive about myself, but there are a lot of people who can't. And another thing that I had to realize is that is their opinion. It's not yeah. your opinion. That is the, the other person's opinion. And that is what they think of you. Whether it's sincere or not, it doesn't matter. They're giving you an compliment. And like my best friend said, just say thank you, whether you believe it or not. And I've said thank you enough. And now I believe it. Even if you're lying, you said it out your mouth. Thank you. I receive it. Just like your friend. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Because you are everything that, you know, it's interesting. We don't look at ourselves and perhaps, you know, you being the great storyteller that you are, um, we all have a tendency to tell stories about ourselves. And, and those, those stories oftentimes are based upon what we perceive mm -hmm. other people are thinking about us. Right. And that might not even be true. They might, I hold, have held in my life things that my mother said to me when I was young. And I've held them my whole life because she said them, mm -hmm. but she doesn't even remember saying them when I asked her about it. So, you know, we do that to ourselves and we become less than because we're not taking care of ourselves the way we should. And you, you, it's hard to look at yourself when other people are there and they're looking at you and to, and to really absorb what they, what they're thinking and, and stuff. So, but it's important to do that. And so congratulations. I'm glad I'm glad you've 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 covered that barrier and you and you've thrown it out of the way and you said, nah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. That's really right. Am. That's right. But you know, it I'm sure that other people may have said something to me and I didn't receive it, but it was the people. It was my auntie. She was like a mother to me. I mean, she was my safe place. Whenever I was with her, I felt safe. I felt that I wouldn't be judged, bullied, or any of those negative things. So for her to say it, it really got to me. And then my best friend to notice that and to bring it up, and she had had enough. It was like within a couple of days that both of these people who meant so much to me said something. And I'm glad that they did because it really did help me to say, okay, well, I don't believe what she's saying, but thank you. You know, and, and then once I began to say thank you to other people, I started to look in the mirror and say, you know what? They right. Yeah. You know, I, I think they might be right. But something else that you said, I want to um, go back to when you were talking about your mom, your mom. When people say negative things to us or whatever, sometimes we put we take on their issues. And their yes. problems. And that's why we carry them. And because our parents are so close to us and, and that's your mom, that's your dad. So whatever she said is golden. I had to realize that because I'm fluffy. Um, I call myself fluffy. I don't like fat because it's mean. So I always use the word fluffy. And I've been that way my entire life. And I always felt like my father didn't like me because I was the only child that came out fluffy. It's four of us and I'm the, the golden child <laughs> that came out. I came into the world with extra. Let's just say that. And so I, I, I felt like because of comments that he would make when he would take us clothes shopping or shoe shopping and, and all these different things. So I felt like there would be no man or nobody would like me because I was fluffy. I didn't think anyone would, you know, want to be, would be interested in me because my dad was the first man in my life. 
And so if he doesn't accept me the way that I am, nobody would. And that went on for a long time. And I'm sure that there are people out there in the world who has those same issues. It may not be that you're fluffy, boy. It may be something negative that your parents keep saying. You're too skinny or your head is big or you're dumb. Those negative things that we pick up. Well, for or me. Or you got a big nose. <laughs> just those negative things. So when, like I said, when I got my voice back in and became a Christian and all that stuff, I started to realize that that wasn't true. And one day I said, you know what? That is not my issue. That is my dad's issue. If he has an issue with having a fluffy daughter, that's on him. Or maybe he doesn't like thick women, you know. But that wasn't the case because my dad had some girlfriends that was a little thick. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. By, by the way, let me interrupt you here real quick. Because if you're listening today and you want to, uh, you have a comment for Ms. V, please enter it through the chat and we'll and we'll put the comments and we'll put it up. And then if it's a question, we can answer it. If it's a comment, we'll, we'll discuss it and and stuff. So feel free to do that during the course, because we actually had other uh, ones you were on the radio with me. We yeah. had some calls and, and some people were are genuinely interested in. Well, this is what I find just amazing is that there are some people like you that you are so welcoming and so honest and so loving that people feel really comfortable around you. And speaking of which, here is here is one. Uh, hello, Miss V. I'm Miss Amber. What grade did you teach? Oh, I had the babies. I had the preschool, kindergarten, first and second graders. They were, I loved them. They were my babies, even to this day. That is my age group. I love the little ones. Yes. And I, I'm telling you, let me tell you. That is the age where you start to really grow and craft and your brain is absorbing. And that is those are the years where you started to you start to get your identity. So I would tell my babies every morning, you are beautiful. And that came from me not feeling that way when they would come through the door. Good morning. Hey, look at you looking handsome. I even do that with my nieces. Every time I greet them. Hey, beautiful. Hey, beautiful. And they are older. You know, when I text them, the first thing I say, hey, beautiful. And sometimes with one of my nieces, it is kind of like a. Um, she'll say it before me. She'll say, hey, auntie, hey, beautiful, before I can say it to her. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I had the babies. Well, you got to tell the story, because one of the things that we said before we began is because I said that you were a teacher and that I know that you had lots and lots and lots of students that were in your class that have since gone on. And whenever they see you, it's like, uh, Miss V, you were very instrumental in my development in my life. And and I know that you've had people do that. And there was one girl that you saw at the mall. Tell us that story. Oh, my goodness. So I was sharing with Kevin that... Um, I had such a great love with my kids. And although they're an adult, they are adults now, um, they still have that respect for me. And so I shared with him that one day I was in the mall and I was walking down the mall and I saw one of my former students. It was a girl and she saw me and she walked 
all the way across to the other side of the mall just to avoid seeing me because when I saw her, she was dressed so inappropriately. And I knew she knew it. When she saw me, she probably thought, oh, sugar. You know, oh, because I don't cut y'all. That's my word for the S-H-I-T, but I say sugar. And she probably thought, oh, sugar. Oh, no. And I saw her. And I was gonna let her off the hook, but when I saw that outfit, I was like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't do it." So I walked all the way across the ball and walked right up to her. I was like, "Hey, baby, how you doing?" And she was stuttering, "Hey, you know," she's stuttering back at me, and you know, we looking <laughs> at each other, and I was like, "How you doing? I'm fine." And again, I was gonna let her off the hook, but I decided not to let it off the hook. I said, "Now you know." What you have on is inappropriate. I said, are you going to the club? Because we're in the mall. She looked like she was going to the club. But we were in the mall in the middle of the day. It wasn't even like it was 7 o'clock in the evening, 8, 9. You know, you come to the mall, get that last finishing touch before you hit the mall, hit the um, the club. Nope. 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Where you going? So <laughs> she, she just looked at me and I said, that is so inappropriate. And I did, I let her know. I said, you know, what you put out is what you attract. So if that's what you're looking for, because, you know, guys, they'll look at her and they have a thought and I wanted her to have that. And I told her, I said, well, whatever you put out, you're going to get out. So, you know, be careful with that. I love you. And I, you know, and I said, I'll see you later. You know, I told her I love her and I was still later and I walked down the mall. Now she may not have went home and changed but i know she thought about what it was because if she hadn't across the other side of the mall you know walked on the other side that let me know she still respected me because she didn't want me to see her but if she had walked up and right up to me and said hey or whatever that would have let me know she don't care well exactly and i can tell you this being a former man myself he had or they had more than just one thought Mm -hmm. That I can tell you. And the other thing that I'm so excited about having you here today is because uh, your story that you were you were quiet and you didn't talk for a long time. Well, mm -hmm. Amber has a question for you. And I also was a mute child until 32 years old. What caused your muteness? Um, there were some family dynamics that happened when I was six years old. My dad was a yeller. He yelled all the time. And um, I couldn't take it. Apparently, I came into the world very shy and timid. And one day he was just yelling at me. And I told myself, do not say a word. Do not open your mouth. Don't say a word. And I'm looking up at him. and He's yelling. And I did not part my lips. I didn't say anything. My dad looked down at me. And then because I didn't say anything back and I'm just looking at him, he just walked away. He didn't say anything. I didn't get on punishment. And in my mind, it worked. So I kept going. I kept it going on, you know, at home. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because it worked. I didn't get in trouble. Went on to school. I didn't really get into trouble in school. And so for me as a, as a child, it was working. But I didn't know that progressively I was losing more and more of my voice till it got to the point where I just wouldn't say anything at all unless you said something to me and usually whatever my response would be short and simple directly to the point yes no or if i had to elaborate on it it was going to be direct to the point and that was it 
So yeah, it was it was because I did not like yelling. And to this day, as soon as you start yelling at me, now I'm not the little girl I was because if you heard my story, I went from not talking to a straight up cusser outer because of all those years of not talking. But once I got my balance and got myself together, um, you know, if I choose not to talk is for a good reason. And I question are you saying some? Are you not talking because you're afraid of what they're going to say or do? Are you choosing not to talk until you get your thoughts together so that you can address the issue? Exactly. We've got, boy, I got to tell you, you are one special lady because you've got, we've got comments lined up for you. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So here we go again. And this is Kayla May. Hi, by Kayla. the way. Kayla, we love you. By the way, you are an you're an extraordinary uh, human being, oh. and and she says if we fill the world with with love and kindness, the kindness and love will shine even brighter when, than ever, especially when you're teaching young children. Keep up the great work. You're a beautiful soul, and this is oh. where you say. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I mean it. It's not one of those things, whether I believe in it, I receive it, Kayla. Thank you. And so are you. I see your little face down here with the face, the Facebook circle, and you are beautiful as well. And if you can't receive the compliments, do like me, just say thank you. And parents do the same thing with your kids, you know, affirm them in the morning. Baby, you are gorgeous. Son, you are handsome. They need to hear these things from their parents teachers, everyone. Affirm your kids. Let them know they're beautiful and don't nobody like it. That's on them. They are missing your beautifulnessnessness. <laughs> I And I am so proud of this child because uh, I first met her uh, and uh, she was working with us for a little bit, uh, but she had a second child and no, I'm sorry, third child. And now she's a soccer coach and she's working to keep her family together and doing doing some great things. And she's, she's just a really cool lady. Um, and I just want to, Kayla, we miss you. Um, and you take care of yourself. Okay. And Amber has got another comment for you because she wants to find out uh, how, when you were this way, and we talked about it a little bit, a lot of it, you spent a lot of time alone. Um, how did you express yourself though, while you were nonverbal? Did you write, dance, play with dolls and puppets? And I think you did all of that, didn't you? So what I, uh, because I was an introvert, I would make up games. I would make up stories. I taught. I had, <laughs> I had my own classroom. Um, my mom had moved us to uh, um, a house that was on the lake in the back of the, the um, house had a porch that was closed in. It was all glass. That was my classroom. So I taught my students there. <laughs> and I also, um, I did things. I, I, became a part of um, a production company later on. I did plays, but I worked behind the scenes. I did hair, makeup, and all those things. I did things where I didn't really have to use my voice. I did journal a lot. And that was my way of telling people off because I didn't use my voice, but I could write it down. I would write down what I wanted to say. Oh my God, I still have those journals. I used to write it out to them because those journals are going to make me some money one day. But I used to do all that. <laughs> yes. When, I, um, I, when someone convinced me, because there was a, a, a season when I would go 
hang out in the clubs. It was one of um, my coworkers. We became really good friends and she loved going to the clubs. To avoid having to talk to anyone, I would be on that dance floor from the time the DJ started until the slow music starts. So I did dance. Yes, I did all of that. Anything that I can do so that I wouldn't have to have conversation with people, that's what I would. And Kayla May also says she said thank you, and uh, for and she appreciates uh, those kind words that we said, and I meant every word of it. And then she said this is, and I receive that as well. <laughs> so thank you, Kayla. Um, but you know, and it's 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 fun because you are a, you're a crowd gatherer. Do you know what that means? I do. I am now. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> but. But, darling, life is a process, and you went through what you went through earlier in life so that you could become the person that you are today, so that you can actually help people do, and people like Amber, you can help them do, rediscover their voice, rediscover who they really are, and then proceed in that manner. And so you you are a rare human being, and, and I appreciate you. Well, I want everyone to know this is not me. This is totally and completely God. Um, I'm a God girl. So I'll just let you know I'm a God girl. And this is nothing but the Lord, you know, to go from not talking to being up here, being a storyteller on radio live and all that. This is not of my own, but I appreciate God for choosing me. And I went through a lot to get here. Don't don't get me wrong. I went through a lot to get my voice back but now I'm like I have my voice back and I am going to use it to help as many people as I can I hate to see women I am one of those people you you say a crowd person if I go somewhere and I see someone that's sitting by themselves alone I beeline for them they are going to be my friend that night I would never allow my nephew's mother okay baby mama. I hate to say that, but my nephew, they're not married and they had a child. And when she would come to family gathering, she would always sit by herself. I told her that that was not going to happen in our family. Come on. And every time I see her, I sit with her and we talk. I never want anyone to feel the way that I felt. I don't want them to have that feeling that they're insignificant, that what they have to say is not important. So I'm going to be your friend. I might get on your nerve, but I'm going to make you laugh. We're going to have a good time when you go home. You won't forget me. If you ever see me in public again, if I got on your nerve, you're going to say, let me talk to somebody so that lady won't come over here. (laughs) I don't want people to have that negative feeling. I want to tell you a story. This is what I truly believe. I believe that at one point in time, many, many years ago, perhaps even before you were born, you and the Almighty sat and had a conversation. And he said, you know, Ms. V, this is what I want you to do because you're capable of it and I've given you the gifts to be able to do it. And I want you to do this. And he's been with you ever since. And he's helped you every step of the way. And you've had all of these experiences, both good and ill, um, so that you could become the person that you are today. And you are going to help an amazing amount of people over time. It just is, it's it's really cool. Now, Amber has got another question for you since she went through a dark, silent period of her own. And that is, do you still enjoy behind the scenes 
or if you found your way into the spotlight. Clearly, you found your way into the spotlight, but I the got spotlight, the spotlight has found me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta believe that there are days when you still would like to, you know, hang out in your room and and just kind of oh, be yeah, quiet. Definitely, yeah. like like I shared the last time, um, I am an introvert. But when I have to be on, I'm on. But when I'm off, I am I am definitely an introvert. And I don't mind being by myself. I don't mind being quiet. I, it, it doesn't bother me at all. I do check myself, though, because I want to make sure the reason why, why I'm doing it is because I want to do it and not because of the way someone made me feel or something that I thought. Because when you are introvert, when you are a quiet person, you can be in, things could be going bad for you in your life. And you could be going through a rough patch. But because you're so comfortable being quiet into yourself, sometimes you can go into depression and not know it. Well, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to hang out. You don't want any of those things. And you can easily go into depression and not realizing it. So I check myself, you know, when I have one of those seasons where things are not going wrong and a whole bunch is going on, I check myself. Why are you sitting in the house? Why aren't you doing anything? Is it because of the situation or is it just because you want to watch Netflix or, you know, you want to do something? I try to make sure that I'm on that because it is so easy. You know, I'll get up, go to the park. I'll go take a book and read. I'll do videos for my podcast or for, you know, do videos so that I could put them on social social media for my classes. I make myself get out and do things so that I won't go back to that place. So Amber, if you're like I used to be, you know, just ask yourself a question. Am I doing this because I want to do it or because of something that's going on in my world that I'm doing? Well, let me give you a little background on her. She is a former Miss Washington. Oh. Uh, she, she's a, a, a really an outstanding human being. She works with puppets and oh, she right. and she does children's books. And and she is really working to get herself out there. And I, you know, the story that she tells that she was silent until 32. Um, she's a little older than that now, but I but it's she she's just a darling soul. As a matter of fact, her daughter just had her 18th birthday and so she asked me to go as a gnome uh, so oh, i wore shoot. a silly hat and and <laughs> stuff like that and and uh, she she has got a heart of gold and um and i appreciate i appreciate her and but i also i appreciate you greatly as well and it's 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 you know there are people like you that that and people like amber that we need to celebrate and to get out there more um, yeah. because you can, you can really have an impact, a great impact on people. But that's why, well, I, I like I said, I'm a God girl. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to talk. He doesn't want you to say anything because he knows that you're going to impact people for good. You know, um, like, like I said, I am going to use my voice and help as many people as I can. I would not dare, you know, God bless me with all of this. And then for me to sit on it, not going to happen. 
No, that's that's not your mission. You you just get out there, Amber, you go and you do your things. And we don't care what other people think about us. Listen, God's going to send the people that you're supposed to have in your life. If 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 people don't like you, they're not your tribe. They're not your people. Just keep it moving. They can go on to somebody else. Go out there and do your thing. And you are blessed and you will be blessed because you're obedient and you're doing what you're called to do. So keep going out there with those puppets, girl. <laughs> and she's she's also pu- the publisher of a of a magazine. If you go to uh, kmmedia.pro, which is our uh, pr- um, production email or uh, website, um, we, she has a magazine that she has put together, and it features local Northwest artists and and craftsmen and musicians and stuff. And it's right there on our on our webpage, which is oh, uh, kmmedia.pro. So. Um, so she's she's getting out there and she's she's doing the stuff that I think that she's being called to do. And I think it's I, I think it's great. And the um, more you do it, the more it's, it, it comes with ease, the more you do it because you're doing it out of your heart and because you have a passion and a love for it. So you can get out and you can get past all anything else because, you know, your heart. You know, I come in, I'm up here and my heart is pure. You know, I'm trying to help people. And so I'm good. I'm not even afraid. I don't care. Anytime negative stuff come in, you know what? They're not my people. Just keep yeah. They're not my people. You know. There's a there's that old saying that uh, um, I don't know how old it is actually, but it's none of my business what you think of me. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, you can think whatever you like. I know who I am. Absolutely. And I mean, you can feel because with social media, you can feel free to share whatever i have another story let me this will drive the point home i it it is to the point in my life where it doesn't even matter what you say or think about me because that's your opinion that's not my issue again like you said i know who i am i used to work for this surgeon and something happened i don't know what i did i can't remember i think i asked him for a receipt he gave it to me i lost it so I had to get another receipt because I was doing his monthly, you know, credit card and all that because I was his secretary at the time. Anyway, so me asking him for the receipt, I guess it made a man. I don't know. He sent this email to me and I read the email and I thought to myself, hmm, I think he's mad at me. I think he's fussing at me in this email. So I read it again, you know, to get clarification. And then when I read it again, I was like, oh, he is. I pushed delete and moved on with my day because I'm like, you took the time (laughs) to type all of this out over a receipt. All you had to do was tell me where where you went. And I would go and get it myself. It wasn't a big deal, but he was all in his feelings. He was probably having a really bad day. And him and I were very close. We were cool beans or whatever. And I eventually asked him, I was like, why would you send me an email? You could have said something to me, you know? And he said, well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings and make you cry. I said, over over a receipt, come on. So that's how I am. It's like delete. You know, that's that's the interesting thing about our society today is that my sons are texters. Um, and in in my opinion, I'm older now, I'm more conventional, but I think texting 
leaves a lot to be desired because There's you no can problem. you can leave an impression via text that you didn't mean uh, but it can be taken a certain way because we don't get the benefit of looking at your face or mm -hmm. the the expression of your, on your on your on your voice or whether it's a joke or whether you're serious and so i i try and tell them if you want to have good human relations with people talk to them yes it's uh, kind of important to call. yeah so you agree with me then yeah, pick up the phone and call. I'm old school. Now, I don't mind text, you know, if it's a quick question or something like that. Um, but uh, my my people laugh at me because being a teacher, you know, I type out the whole word. And, and that's how they was like, <laughs> we can tell you old because you type out the whole word. I said, no, that's because edu an educator would type out the whole word. But now I don't type out the whole word. You know, I use the the, the little short words and, and all the letters and all that. I, I use that now. But before I was typing out the whole thing, but it is impersonal because you don't know what their tone is. You don't know what what's behind it because it's just letters. So if I'm not clear, I pick up the phone and call. Well, why are you calling me? Because I don't understand your text. Are you mad at me? You know, oh, I don't understand. There's no tone behind it. So if I'm unsure, I'll call. Or I won't respond and make you call me. That's 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 a good answer. <laughs> uh, that's a really good answer because you know we communication. We are social animals, and communicating with each other is really really important. I think it is. It's very yes. I mean, but nowadays they don't communicate. When you go to a restaurant and you see a family, everybody's on their phone. Everybody's head down. They're gonna have. I'm telling y'all, this is just a tidbit from Miss V, the storyteller. If you are there and you have some extra money, I need you to invest in two things: chiropractic because their necks are gonna be hot. They're gonna mess this from always bending down. They're gonna need some chiropractic, and they're gonna need some glasses. All that screen time. Oh, and the third one, they're gonna need some he some hearing aids because they're gonna be able to hear from playing all those gamings and all that stuff. So if you got money, in invest in that stuff. Cause nowadays, I mean, you spend so much screen time in your eyes. You got a big pop bottle glasses because you can't see because you've been on the screen for hours, or your neck because your head is always down in your phone. I went to a restaurant. The whole family, everybody was texting. We went to a restaurant. We were up in um, New York and uh, I um, we went for a birthday or whatever. And we were all out to dinner. Somebody had a nerve to text me at the table. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you have the wrong person because, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say I got right up and went over to the person and said, I know you did not just text me Well, you could have just <laughs> asked me or you could have gotten up like I did. And I didn't answer the question because I was waiting for them to ask me because I was standing right there. And I was like, <laughs> I would. Oh, and they, they know me. I'm crazy. It was my family. They were laughing and everything. And I'm sitting right here. I cannot believe I'm looking at my phone and I'm being texted at the same table for dinner. Crazy. I went to a, um, I was standing in front of a, 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 a natural grocery store. And they had tables outside. And there was a mother and two early teenage children. And they were all looking down at their phones. all And, and they're having ice cream. And I thought to myself, 
what a waste of an opportunity mm-hmm. to get that to be able to talk to your newly teenage kids to try and get into their head because they, they lose their brains when they're in teenager lands. It's a lot yes, of them. they do. And, and so you have the opportunity to have a deep relationship with them, but you're on your phone and they're on their phone. And so they eat their ice cream and no, nothing gets accomplished. It was really a sad, I was thinking that that is so sad. It is, but it's a learned behavior because it's okay. Cause mom's doing it. Exactly. And so that's I mean, what they get. That's what they do. It's okay. But as soon as, and then they're teenagers now. So mom decides to put her foot down and say no more phones or whatever. The kids are like, what is wrong with you? Are you on something, something crazy? Because we've been doing it for so long. You know, I'm not saying that you, you can't go back and change a, a, a learned behavior. But what I'm saying is you have to be careful with that. Like if I'm with my family and I'm in it, don't text me because I'm not going to text you back. Unless now I'm going to be 100 with you. Unless something funny has happened and you really need for me to know, please text me and let me know because don't come over and tell me because I'm going to bust out laughing because me and my younger brother, this is what that's what happens with us. We could be out and something happened and I'll get a text and he was like, don't look, don't look, don't look. And he'll text me what's going on. So that's in a funny kind of way. We do that. But I don't I, because I don't want you to think it's OK for you to do that to me. You can do it to anybody else. But when it's me, I'm teaching you how to treat me. If we're there, you can come and talk to me. You don't have to text me. Say that again, please. You teach people how to treat you. So nice. if you... If you are a person that allows somebody to continue to do a certain way, you just taught them how to treat you. That but when is you so don't true. Tolerate it and you say, uh uh-uh, uh, not me. Nope, not going to do it. Nope, not going to do it. You taught them how to treat you. You know, when I was, you, when you were talking about the kids taking the kid's phone away, it's like, well, are you prepared to put your phone down too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it only makes sense. It only makes sense. And kids lead by example. And you're the example when you're the parent. You know, even if you just say, okay, while the food's on the table, while we're sitting at the kitchen table, you know, or the dining room table, no phones. We're going to have a conversation. I need to know what's going on. And how are you going to know what your kids are doing? See, this is one of the problems. And this is just me, my personal. So don't be sending emails and all this stuff to Kevin. This is my personal opinion. Mine. Mine alone. Don't take my opinion and make it yours and get mad. But what I'm saying is, is this is why kids can't cope. They don't know how to deal with and cope stuff because nobody has talked to them and helped them to understand how to cope and deal with stuff. When I was a teacher, I was bullied. Well, I was bullied. So as a teacher, I, the kids that would get bullied or whatever, I was like a safe haven for them. They, they, they like kind of saw it in me and would be lying to me. They just saw it. They was like, I think I can talk to her. And Skylar, Skylar came to me. She had gotten a new haircut, got to school. And at this time I was no longer teaching. I became like the office manager and all that. So she came into the office. She was at my door and she was crying. And I was asking her, why are you crying? And she said, I got a haircut. Her hair was beautiful. It was nice. I mean, she had the, it was beautiful and it looked so good on her. 
But on the bus ride, some girls were joking her and talking about her hair. And so I pulled her into the office and I sat her down and I said, so how do you feel about your haircut? And she said, I love my haircut. I said, I know, girl, it is so pretty on you. It is sharp. I said, if I liked sharp, short hair, I would get my hair cut just like yours. I said, now, the people on the bus, they jealous because you look fabulous. I said, they're just jealous. I said, and those are not your real friends. I said, so don't worry about what they're saying. You look beautiful and go about your business. Lunchtime came. So I go in the cafeteria and I see her and she's kind of sitting by herself. And I'm like, now I'm one of those people. I used to be bullied. So if I see a child being bullied, I'm going to jump right in because it's not going to happen on my watch. And I'm watching to see. And at the end of the day, she came to me and I said, Scott, I went in the cafeteria. I saw you sitting by yourself. And she said, yeah, I didn't want to sit with those girls because they were not my friends. I was like, yes. And I said, what? You know, were you okay? She was like, oh, yeah, I was fine sitting by myself. Two days later, Skylar came. She had made new friends. She had went. Her mom had taken her to get her some new clothes. When she came to my office, she was the cutest little thing. And her whole demeanor had changed because just one conversation and letting her know that those they were not her friends. And just having that conversation with her, no texting talking to her and being honest with her, you know, and just telling her. And then I did put out like a disclaimer. I told the teachers if they saw her in the hallway, talk about her hair, talk about her nice. So all day long, she was hearing it. When she walked down the hall, the teacher went, oh, Scotty got a haircut. It looks nice. That built her up. But this was all conversations one-on-one. -on -one. It was no texting. It was no. So Scholar began to understand how to deal with people who don't like her, who doesn't like her. And that's such a great story. That is such a great story. You know, the interesting thing about that is that that's what happens when you are um, operating at a higher level than other people. They tend to fall away. They're jealous and they'll say things and but they they don't they don't stand. But, you know, what happens then is some better people show up. Mm -hmm. She had new friends. And I mean, she came to the door and she just knocked, you know, and she I was like, girl, I love it. But, you know, her self-esteem was being built. You know, people are affirming what she believed because she liked her hair, you know, and so she moved on. But I said all of that to say is that because of a conversation, me and her together, you know, she that would have been a missed opportunity you know, if she hadn't come in and felt comfortable enough to come to me, or if it was one of those things where, you know, oh, you know, texting mom or trying to text somebody and get, you know, some kind of guidance. No, you need one-on-one. -on -one. You need to be able to go to someone and talk to someone and put the phone down. Parents, talk to your children. You need, you'll learn some stuff about them. You need to talk to them and not text. It's a, such a shame. And I'm glad you were there, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it is such a shame that in a lot of cases, the kids don't feel like they can go to their own parents. I, I was that way. Mm -hmm. I went to my baseball coach. I went to my football coach. But I didn't feel like I was a, could go to my own parents. And that is so sad because they missed out on so much. 
they missed out on, on so but you know it, for me it, it doesn't matter now and and we've long come to terms with that so but um but i want to thank you for being here miss v you have been a delight again thank you you're gonna have to come back and we'll have, can, will you come back so that we can do this again sure i love it i love it well you are and by the way um go to her own podcast which is called Miss V the Storyteller Podcast, and you will see me doing interviews with people, or if you go to Spotify, Apple, or Google, you can listen to it. If you're out there and you want to learn how to tell stories and use them in your business, I teach classes, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I help people to find their stories and be able to use it. This is a perfect example of knowing your stories. All these stories that I've shared with you are stories that I have in my journal and I just pull them out and I'm using them on my pod, on the podcast that I'm doing with someone. This is what I teach you to do to be entertaining, you know, and get your message out or whatever the product is you're selling. Because people don't want to hear you just sitting up there selling stuff. They want to hear and know about you. You know enough about me that we could be friends. And I feel that way completely and sincerely that we are friends. And I, and I want to thank you for being here. Go to our website, which is um, MsVTheStoryteller.GoDaddySites.com. That's the, I changed it. So it's, oh, good. Ms. yeah, it's MsVTheStoryteller.co. Nobody needs to be typing in extra letters. Like, you know, get too much going on. So I, we, I have a .co. So <laughs> MsVTheStoryteller.co and my website up there. And you'll see all the things that I'm doing. And you can reach out to me. Because I'm here for you. And again, I want to thank you very much. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Two things. Ladies, never, ever lose your voice. Whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your children or your job, anywhere. If someone comes at you the wrong way, if you need to take a pause, go to the bathroom, pull yourself together and come back do that but address the issue again you teach people how to treat you so never ever lose your voice and share your story if your parents whatever start talking to you tell your kids about when you were younger so that they get to see that you are a regular everyday person so share your stories and never lose your voice and that is miss v go to Ms. V, the storyteller.co. And you can get all the information about her and listen to her podcast. One of these days, I hope to grow up and get invited onto your podcast. That'd be oh, awesome. sure. Of course. And Kevin, we can get your story. So when you come up there, you can share your stories too. I got stories you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we've been talking with Ms. V. Go to her website and go listen to her podcast. She is delightful. And she's got lots of uh, information and lots of really down home um, encouragement and uh, and optimism. Uh, it's re it really is fun to talk to you. Um, Thank you. So congratulations on who you are and uh, the lady that that the good Lord has put in front of us, and we want to thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, if you wait right there, I'll be right back.
Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.